0: I'm just going to do a, a quick check. Just, I'm not really pop star material. <laughs> I'm an engineer. I've been an engineer all my adult life, and th- this whole thing has been quite a surprise, I have to say. Uh, right. Well, hi. I'm Andy Pop. I'm the guy behind the Trace Project. I'm surrounded by tape machines and technology. <laughs> First of all I sat down and thought well I've got tape recorders and I've got synthesizers and they're making most of the noises because I can't sing and I can't play and I thought well uh, tape recorder synthesizer and oh tape recorder and synthesizer ensemble tape recorder and synthesizer ensemble Trace seemed about right <laughs> I've been a service engineer for many, many years in the music industry. I service professional audio equipment like tape machines, mixers. I work for you know, some very, very well-known people. But uh, here at AMR, we basically transfer old analog tapes into digital for remixing. I've just about seen every possible tape that has ever been made. I was sat, actually, I'm sat here in the studio. I'm actually sat in the chair, the same chair, in Studio 2, where I met Andy Votel. called Andy Votel turned up with some tapes to transfer. I I didn't know know who he was. He was just a client who'd booked the studio to do a transfer of some quarter-inch analogue tapes. Uh, While we were transferring the tapes, we were just having a chat about the music industry. He just happened to ask me a question. So, have you ever done any music Have you done any music in your entire career, Andy? And And I I said, said, well, actually, yes, I have. Yes, I have. And funnily enough, I've just archived off my entire back catalogue. Sure, have have a a laugh laugh at this, this, mate. (laughs) Him that I recorded it in 1981 and 82. That's what I did when I was a kid in 1982 with homemade equipment. And he was utterly, utterly gobsmacked. So I gave him all the files, all the paperwork I could find. Two weeks later, they offered me a record, record. deal. I was utterly stunned. Yeah, I was utterly stunned, and so were my family. None of us expected this, and the rest is history. <laughs> You're going to love this. I've pulled out an old tape. My dad was I uh, about a grade five pianist, and there's stuff of me playing the piano. I must have been four or five, six, seven, maybe, on an old reel-to-reel. And uh, I've been bashing out tunes on the piano, according to my mum, since I was three or four years old. <laughs> The other thing was, I was partially deaf when I was a child as well, I had to have an operation on my hearing, so I was really bashing the piano because I probably couldn't hear it very well. I'm definitely making noises and they're sort of melodic, but when my dad starts playing, you can tell straight away he can play. <laughs> but I've always had this, I can't explain it, I've just had this musical trait in me where I've always liked melodies and hook lines and stuff. You know, that's why I love archiving tapes. It doesn't matter if you're a record company or an individual who has a tape of somebody who's no longer with us. I treat them with equal respect and reverence because the information on that reel is very important to the individual who walks to the door. So I've done it for my family as well, my mom and my brothers, so that there is a record. There isn't much, but there's a little historical record of our family when we were very young, and there were very happy days before dad died. Well, I was born in the 60s. I was born in Didsbury, Manchester. I grew up in the 1970s in the sort of uh, depression-riddled Britain, you know, with all the strikes and the power cuts. I went to the local schools. But I mean, life with me was very difficult. I lost my dad when I was 10 years old. He just died. No warning whatsoever. Mom had three young children, I was the middle of three. And uh, so that changed all our lives forever. I think the music was my outlet. myself, I really struggled with um, teenage adolescence as well, you know, not really fitting in. I've always been a geek, really. But the, the feeling behind all of the music was just how I felt at the time as a teenager, with all the emotional turmoil of being a pubescent adolescent kid, who also had bereavement issues. At the time, I don't think I realised how much it was filtering through. My influences are, I have an enormous amount of music I've listened to over the years. I would say at that time the influences would have been definitely Gary Newman, Tubeway Army, John Fox, his album Metamatic, I hammered that one, wore it out and bought another copy. That's how much I liked it. But I also, I'm more of a tunes guy. I like tunes, melodies, hooks, things like that. So that meant that I could listen to loads of music. So I would say Giorgio Moroder, Slade, and also Cerrone. That was around. Killing Joke in the late 70s, early 80s. I think some of their stuff was good. But there's also like uh, Kate Bush, Motorhead, Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple. Classical music. I listened to every single classical record we had in the house. Every single one. Anything with a good hook or a melody, I like it. But when synths came around, synth music, and that includes, like, early Depeche Mode stuff, Vangelis, uh, who else? Uh, Deutsche Amerikaner Freundschaft. uh, Loads and loads and loads. Elton John. I even bought Elton John singles, and you know, anything which had a good song. I was into songs, man, and, and I'm still into songs now, which is why, you know, I can listen to some dubstep stuff, and I can also listen to some pop music now, and I, and I can pick out a, a good tune, but I have to say, I think as I've got older now, my musical taste has waned a bit now. I don't buy records as much as I used to, and I actually haven't bought a record in many years. I, I was obviously into electronic music. and there were these magazines out. They did little circuit diagrams on how to build your own circuit boards. You could buy these electronic components from various electronic suppliers. And they went through the step-by-step process of how to build your own gear. So I was a kid and I thought, oh, I'll have a go at that. I was just copying everything you know, verbatim, right you put that transistor in there, you put that resistor in there and uh, hopefully it works and some of the time it did, some of the time it didn't. For me it was just, I want to do an album, I really want to make some music. The first thing I built was a fuzz box, then I built the mixer and then I realised, well I've got a mixer but I've got no synth, so I built a synth. And it was a very cheap synth to build, it's not even like a proper synth, it's basically more like a little organ, so you flip a switch and it gives you like a bass sound or a mid-range sound, or it's actually called cello, flute, bassoon, but if you actually look at the front panel of the chorus synth, which I built, most of those functions were not on the front panel. They were internal and you just set them. So I thought, well, let's just go bonkers and just put everything on the boards on the front panel so you can just tweak anything you want. And that created a unique synth. <laughs> and so it's a completely random, uncontrollable beast. I think that's why it's created such an interesting stir, because I got some really crazy sounds out of it for what was basically a really, really cheap mono synth. I don't think there's anything else like it on the planet, there's only one of these. It has no value really because i have actually trying to get it going again and it's in a right old mess at the moment. It's been just hanging around collecting dust for 30 years and I have actually got it making a noise but unfortunately it's in very very poor health and I'm still in the process of rebuilding it. I mean the irony is now is I'm an engineer, I could probably go into that synth and improve it quite a lot but it might lose its character so um, I'm going to keep it as original. 1981, I, I had everything I needed to start the album. One of my teachers at school lent me his reel-to-reel tape machine for the summer. And that was brilliant. So when I had to be summer holidays over summer 1982, I sat down and recorded everything, all eight tracks from start to finish. And I was playing everything live and bouncing down, and there was no multi-tracking, there was no computers, no sequencing. If I made a mistake, I had to go back to the beginning and do it all again. And that's why it took me four weeks to do eight tracks. The trace tape, the various tapes of the trace project, I I just kept them in a box with all my other cassettes and old reels of tape and and just stuck them in a corner somewhere. And I moved house a few years ago and I'd noticed that they degraded and I thought, I'd better get these tapes transferred just for posterity, just for the family. And uh, I just put them all on one hard drive and thought, well, that's that, I've saved it for posterity. And then lo and behold, Andy Votel turns up here. We end up having a conversation about the music industry and the rest is history and I am absolutely stunned by it. When you're a kid, right, you always have a dream of being famous for something. Well, I wasn't that bothered when I was a kid. I just did it because I wanted to do it. And I had all these ideas. I just wanted to record them. You know, with the Trace stuff, I never went for a record deal, never sent the tapes off. There was only one copy of the cassette. I don't think I ever made a copy for anybody else. I think only five people have heard that music. And even my own mum hadn't heard half the music. this kind of music has come round again and i didn't know that because i've been i've been a bit out of touch with the music industry i didn't realize this lo-fi old sc- i don't even know what it's called to go so some that people say pre shoegaze post-punk i don't understand those terms i don't know what they mean by that I'm a middle aged bloke now, and you know, there are fewer years ahead for me than there are behind, and that's a fact of life. So if I can leave a little mark on the world, that's fine with me. I'm cool with that. No issues. It's really groovy, isn't it? <laughs>